Hey, everybody, welcome back. Fifth episode of Beyond the Bench presented by Knowles 24-7's newest and fastest growing series. Knoll thy enemy. I am your host, but I know you guys. I'm just the side dish. I'm the garnish. You guys are here for the main course, and that's the info man, the guy who knows everybody that Florida State's going to play. That's Dangerous Dane Draper. Dane, what's up, my brother? What's well, good, Trey? I'm good. How about you? I'm doing great. 4-0. Just, just hanging in there, man. Ready for another game. Another game in Dope Campbell. What about you, buddy? How you doing? You making it through the storm okay? Yeah. Yeah. Here in Tallahassee, we've been pretty – we've been all right. But, geez. Nah, yeah, I know. Uh, I mean, gosh. Yeah, absolutely devastating. So, anybody that is listening in areas that are affected by the storm, we're thinking of you guys. Be safe. Just stay safe and just 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 do whatever you can. And everybody's thinking about you guys. We are talking about football. It's a momentary diversion with all the life-altering stuff that's going on. But hopefully we can try to provide you some info, some entertainment, and get you ready for this week's game. But obviously, there's a lot bigger stuff than football going on. But try to make you laugh for a little bit. So we'll do our best. Um, so moving on uh, to the game. A top 25 matchup. In Tallahassee for the first time in a fortnight, at least, Dane. It's it's been a long time as the number 23, 4-0 Florida State Seminoles take on the number 22 ranked Wake Forest Demon Deacons. They are three and one, just had their first loss of the season in a thrilling matchup against Clemson, multiple overtimes. Just to give you some kind of stats about the team itself, Wake Forest has an extremely it's the, the type of offense that they run with the long mesh point, it looks absolutely befuddling. It looks ridiculous. Uh, it's extremely effective. I would point you to Kevin Little's X's and O's video talking about that long mesh point offense, talking about the scheme stuff. Check that out. That'll give you some more, a lot more info than I can. But the weirdo offense is extremely effective, Dane. They are at 42.8 points per game. That's 14th in the nation. They're very explosive. Big, tall receivers, extremely veteran quarterback. We'll talk about all those guys individually. On the other side of the ball, though, Wake Forest defense has been kind of meh. They give up 30.5 points per game, which is 93rd in the nation. However, they do create a lot of turnovers. They're 12th in the nation in turnover margin. And they actually had a streak of 18 straight turnovers before their game at Clemson when they didn't have any. It's a defense that's been described as sound, but they have some issues. They're undersized at spot, and there is kind of a talent gap that um, that isn't really being overcome in some of these matchups against more talented teams. So before we get into the both sides of the ball and we talk about offense and defense, Dane, what are your thoughts on this Wake Forest team as a whole? Yeah, definitely offense heavy um, from a talent perspective and just production and how the games play out this super 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 good offense um super efficient offense the defense i think is a little bit better than a lot of people give it credit for from a pass and run like defense per uh, efficiency mm-hmm. standpoint um but they are pretty bad at giving up explosive plays and we'll get more into that later but Ooh. um definitely definitely really talented on offense and then um in Defense, like I'm saying, probably isn't as bad as a lot of people think. But I think FSU's offense is also the best offense they'll have played all year. So, my goodness, Dane, you're turning into a professional. That was quite the tease. I don't even know what you're going to say later on in the in the podcast, but I 
I have to know now. Very well done, my, my, my young Padawan. It's impressive. So let's start on the offense. That's really is – that's the name of the game for Wake Forest. That's where Dave Klotz has made his bread and butter. And once again, it's, it's one of the most effective ones he's ever had in his tenure at the school. Let's start with the quarterback, Sam Hartman. He's been playing through like he's been the quarterback at Wake Forest since like the George H.W. Bush administration. He's been there for 35 years. He's got eight kids. He's got two grandkids. But my God, that kid can spin the football. He has 321 passing yards per game. That's eighth in the nation. 64% completion percentage, 13 touchdowns, two interceptions. He just had 337 yards and six touchdowns against Clemson. Uh, talk about Sam Hartman, man. Florida <laughs> going to have their hands full. Yeah, he's obviously a super proven, productive veteran, right? And he's a master of the slow mesh offense for sure. You mentioned the Clemson game. Uh, it's probably his best game ever, too, yeah. um, like his entire career. So, uh, and coming off of, uh, is an undisclosed injury, I think, but, um, but some sort of medical thing. Not sure. Anyway, he comes in, he's pretty rusty and, um, and that Russ is shaken off entirely, man. He was he was phenomenal. Perfect. In game. Yeah. <laughs> During the Clemson game, what do you think Hartman's strengths are? Is it is it arm strength? Is it touch? Is awareness? Is he better on the deep balls? Is he better on the short balls? Like what what what, what parts of his game really stand out to you? I think kind of like how Jordan Travis has been so impressive in his strides and like his comfortability with the offense. I mean, he's been so good at everything, really. But the comfortability, his comfortability in the offense has been so evident i think that mm-hmm. really shows through his sam hartman too and um and he also has really really good wide receivers to throw too so that helps him out a lot too i think but he's just a good all-around quarterback and he's a master of this offense so it's a super hard guy to stop and he has a good offensive he, line too yeah very veteran offensive the most veteran actually in the country we will get to that um any dangers like obviously the guy can do damage during in the air he's got big wide receivers to throw it to any worries about him, like mobility, like Florida State? We had a reprieve last week against Boston College. Finally, we didn't have to deal with a mobile quarterback. Um, is there a chance for Sam Hartman to do some damage on the ground, or is it all going to be through the air? Yeah, I I don't think that's a big part of the offense, and it's definitely not um, as scary as we've seen so far this year. If he's kind of gone through the gauntlet of uh, really good rushing quarterbacks, like Willie Cunningham, Jaden Daniels especially, Um but he's, he's not those guys. I don't think we have to worry about that a ton, which is yeah. a big deal, obviously. That's probably the biggest biggest takeaway in a positive way uh, for Florida State defensively. Yeah, and I think, I think that's a good observation. Is He is one of those guys, though, because he's played the game for 185 years. He knows when to run. He picks his spots well. So I do think there are going to be a couple times where he's going to get a scramble outside the defense. Just honestly – veteran intuition but i'm with you dane i don't think it's gonna be a huge part of the offense it's stopping these wide receivers and the first guy i'm going to talk about if you look at wake forest depth chart he's not even listed as a starter that's sophomore wide receiver jamal banks 6-4 208 five touchdowns on the year 16 yards per reception um do you want to talk about each of these receivers individually dane or do you want to talk about them all as a group so let's start with jamal then yeah, Jamal, a uh, sophomore, like you said, 6'4". He has a great ability to get the ball in the air. Um, he's kind of been like a big a jump ball guy for them. He's been good in that role, but he's really um, 
kind of put it all together now, you could say. Uh, he's been consistently impactful in every game. He has five touchdowns this year. So he's definitely got to look out for. And they have such a deep wide receiver room. He's a guy that maybe you can lose and um, and will make you pay for sure. As That really goes for all of these guys too. It's such a deep and talented room. It's definitely one of the better rooms in the country. Yeah, and it, uh, at Wake Forest too, man. When you when you kind of look at their recent history, a sneaky good like wide receiver factory. Always coached up well. They've got size. <laughs> like speaking yeah. of size, I mean, I didn't even talk about Redshirt Junior first. At Perry, he's six five, two hundred five, seventeen yards per reception, two hundred seventy three yards on the year. He's their veteran leader. I'd say the a lot of people would say the can. I don't know if you can even say it because the room's so talented, but the consensus best one there. What what do you see in A.T. Perry's game? Is, is he someone that's been getting better? I mean, there's so many of these guys to defend for Florida State's defense. Yeah, I think it's I think you can definitely say he's the best in that room. He's uh, he was a Belinikoff Award finalist a year ago. Um, got to be. I mean, he's probably. I got to say he's the best deep deep threat in the ACC. Um, six five with that kind of speed is crazy, and for him to be yeah. as productive as he is, he's just he's just really really good. And that room being so deep makes him that much harder to stop. God, where do they find these guys, man? Dave, tell <laughs> us where. Like, just give give us. Some. I mean, we're actually doing pretty good wide receiver recruiting. What's up, Ike Williams? So, man, that the talent level that they can amass at that position at Wake Forest is very impressive. Who else from the wide receiver room should we be worried about? Who are, you, who are you looking at? Are you looking at a guy like Taylor Moran, a guy like Keyshawn Williams? Who else catches your eye besides A.T. and Jamal? They're, well, they're really five deep. They're, they have five like very capable guys. Um, and oh, no. you, mentioned their, <laughs> you mentioned their recruiting and how they don't recruit a ton of like star-studded guys, right? But Donovan Green is another one of the top guys in that room. He's 6'2", 210. He was a former four-star recruit. He's the highest recruited guy in that room. Um, but he's 6'2", 210. He has 4'4 speed. Like that dude's kind of a freak, um, as a lot of these guys seem to be. He missed last year with an injury, but he's he's been really productive this year, and there's a lot expected of him too. Um, and then your your smaller body guys, you have Keyshawn Williams, who's pretty good too, man. Uh, smaller build, more of a, <laughs> Seems more to of be a slot a theme. guy. <laughs> yeah, he's – He's pretty good too. I think he grades out really well in PFF. Like I think he had a really high grade last week, but in a year he's like seventy-seven or something overall. It's pretty that's, good. That's pretty good for your what fourth option, fifth option. And Taylor Marin, he's I think their starting slot guy. He's more of a chain mover. Um, he's under ten yards per reception on the season, while all the other four guys are all over fifteen. So he's more of your short yardage chain moving guy. But um, I mean, really, all five of them are are dangerous and notable players do you see any weak links in this passing attack do they do they struggle with the short game is it over reliance on the deep ball or is this just a really well-rounded deep room that there's really no holes in it is really well-rounded they're super efficient and they're really explosive um they're a really good passing attack and that that's led by sam hartman of course he's he's going to put them in a good position especially after seeing what he did against clemson like i think you can trust that they're going to do what they need to do to score points. <sighs> Agreed. So through the air, not great. However, glimmer of hope, Florida State fans on the ground, pretty meh. So let's get to the running backs. We got Christian Turner, Justice Ellison are back, are their main running backs for Wake Forest on the year. 
As a whole, that unit averages 123.5 rush yards per game. That's only 104th in the nation. So is it is it an instance of where the running backs have been ineffective, the veteran offensive line hasn't opened up holes, or Wake Forest has just been so effective through the air, they've just been bombing it? What do you think of Wake Forest running back and their rushing attack, Dane? Yeah, yeah, they're not super effective statistically, but um, but they keep defense is honest with the threat during that slow mesh you know that there's a run and a pass there and uh when the defense has to respect the run that makes the pass so much better so i think their their run game definitely helps out out their pass game even though they aren't really efficient um and also i mean statistically yeah they aren't they haven't been good on the season but they they ran better against clemson than they did against than they did against liberty like when it mattered and from an efficiency standpoint um interesting so I think maybe the statistics there are kind of worse than they are actually capable of. Um, they have some decent backs, Justice Ellison. Uh, he's him and Christian Turner are going to get the bulk of the carries. They're both capable guys. I think Ellison's looked at as more the reliable, like pass blocker overall, decent player, and Turner's more of like the bruiser that can that can make a big play. I guess um, I've always liked him. I, I think he's a hard runner with good athleticism. And then um, Quentin Cooley's the third guy. He's been banged up, but uh, he's he's the third guy in that room that can get some carries. He's more of a bowling ball. I'm not looking at his height weight now. It's like 5'9", uh, 213, I think. It's really. Oh, yeah, that's guy. a load, dude. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he offers a different kind of build um, and limited snaps when he's healthy. They're, they're a capable running back room, but they, they don't need them to be good to, to put up points. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE to be effective they need to draw like you said work in tandem with that slow mesh and those those wide receivers now we talked about wake force's offensive line they are a veteran group underlying veteran they returned all five starters last year their five starters have played in a combined 192 games of college football which is first not just in the conference not just in power five that's first in all of fbs football however bit of pressure they allow about two and a half sacks per game 91st in the nation what do you make of the offensive line unit dane yeah i think um their tackles are probably like the weak spot of the line if there is one so that's probably why there but um and you also lose zach tom i mean yeah it's a really veteran group and technically they return all the guys that were uh that were like capable starters a year ago but zach tom was the best guy on that line last year and he was a fourth round pick by green bay in this past draft at left tackle so that's still a big loss for them. Um, I think it's the best offensive line FSU's played so far, which is not good. Um, but I think they're stronger <laughs> on the interior, like I'm saying. Michael Jurgens at center is probably their best guy on that offensive line at this point. Um, the matchup between him and him and Rob Cooper and whoever else is playing at defensive tackle is going to be big. Um, that, that's definitely one of the bigger, bigger matchups to look at in this game. Just they're – interior offensive line who's considered pretty good and FSU's defensive line 
interior defensive line that who really knows he's, who's even going to play there. But um, right. if they get pushed around and, and Wake Forest can run effectively on them, I mean, that's that's one of the worst things that could happen in this game, I think. I agree with you, too, because obviously, like, with all those wide receivers and the quarterback that we mentioned, at defensive coordinator Adam Fuller, he's going to want to play with two safeties back, right, to try to limit yeah. the explosive pass, which Florida State so far has done a pretty good job of. But, man, you start getting effective in that running game, maybe you start to bring some safety help. I, I'm with you, Dane. It could snowball a little bit for Florida State here, and Wake Forest's offense could really get rolling. Have yeah. to have a huge game from the defensive line. Yeah, and um, and you, you kind of saw – Louisville pushed Florida State around a little bit um, up front. Like they ran the ball really well. You can't let that you can't let that kind of thing happen again at all. Um, that has to be a lot better. And like I said, you don't even really know who's going to play a defensive tackle this game for FSU. You know, we saw Malcolm Ray leave again at the end of the BC game. Fabian Lovett, who knows um, that sort of thing. Maybe we see uh, someone a highlight later, but like a Josh Farmer, maybe even a Daniel mm. Lyons. If he gets some burn, he played well against BC. Josh Farmer as well. He was highlighted by Coach Marveau. Um, yeah, we'll see, but we need we need big games. FSU, excuse me, needs big games out of, uh, out of those guys. <laughs> it's so professional. I love it. The objectivity <laughs> is flowing through your veins with the huge, spear, the huge spear on your wall in the background. <laughs> in the background. Um, it's, I'm with you, and it depends. A lot, a lot of people would still trying to be diagnosed that Louisville game was the defensive line playing a little bit passive because of the threat of the running quarterback Malik Cunningham, or were they just getting pushed around a little bit because of like how effective Louisville's offensive line is? A little bit of both, but we're really going to sure. see on this game they're going to be tested. Anything else you want to talk about Wake Forest offense before we move on to their defense? Um, we didn't mention the tight end Blake Whitehart. He's a he's a notable guy. Eight catches, 115 yards. Uh, so far through four games three touchdowns as well it's second on the team he's a he's a decent player another veteran guy so he's someone you got to keep track of too but uh you have linebackers that are definitely capable of doing that i think but yeah ready to move yeah. on another ca- a capable guy not a scary guy for tatum bethune and right. load. so moving on to wake forest defense like we said giving up a lot of points per game but they know how to create turnovers, and they actually, you know, 10 sacks on the year, 35th in the nation. They, they know when to bring the pressure when they need to. So I guess we can just start. Um, how do you want to start talking about Wake Forest's defense? you want to talk about it as a whole? Do you want to start from the front? Do you want to start from the back? Uh, what, what do you think, Dan? I'm going to do dealer's choice. <laughs> let's, let's start from the back, uh, from the okay. secondary. Um, I, think, I think they're weaker on pass defense and pass defense than run defense. They're not a terrible run defense team at all. Um, okay. They held outside of like the first play of the game against Clemson where Will Shipley broke off a 53 yarder. They held him to, I don't have it in front of me, but I think like 19 rushes for 60 yards, something like that. Like they're really good. They're, they're pretty good down to down and they were okay. against Clemson, which I think is noteworthy. Um, but they did get carved up to the air against Clemson and yeah, DJ Clemson's quarterback probably had his best game maybe ever. Um, but uh but yeah, I think um, Wake Forest secondary might have helped him out a little bit with that. Yeah, right. That's what I'm trying to say. I think yeah, fully blanked right there. Um, no problem. They, <laughs> I Wake Forest also has some guys returning though, which I think is noteworthy. Like uh, health has been maybe the biggest concern for them so far, and they have some guys back. Um, like most notably, Kalen Carson. He's their best cornerback, and he's missed the last couple weeks. And I think he'll be back for the FSU game. 
Um, Malik Mustafa, uh, he's, he's a really good versatile safety for them. Does a lot of different things. He's a safety, like I said, but he's tied for the team lead in, uh, in tackles and sacks. Crazy. He, he separated his shoulder versus Clemson, and I think he'll be back for this game. But I say that especially because he, he came back after two quarters uh, during the Clemson game. Like they shot him up with something and he went back in. Um, <laughs> Oh but God. he's he's probably banged up too. Kobe Davis, he was their starting slot corner, uh, and he tore his ACL. He's out for the year. Um, though his backup wing field has has graded well in PFF, but hey, we'll see. They're they're just a pretty banged up unit, so not totally sure what you have. But they're getting guys back, and they could be better than they have been from which, past defense perspective. Which makes sense. I mean, not a lot of guys, like you said, um, nobody really had no starter over six foot, not a lot of size, obviously. Like, it's impressive that your starting safety is your leading tackler. However, I don't don't know if that's something that you draw up kind of ideal. However, that Mustafa kid, like you said, 27 tackles tied for the team lead, two and a half sacks, four and a half tackles for loss, two forced fumbles. He's kind of like their version of Jamie Robinson, just a Swiss Army knife kid, very impressive, but it's a unit that is shown to give up explosive plays through the air. Hey. Oh, yeah. He's not too bad at that. All right. What about the linebackers? What do you you see? Anything from the linebackers? Looks like we got uh, some experience there for sure. Yeah. I don't think they have too much of note a linebacker. They're kind of just another, another middle of the road unit. Nothing too special there. Competent. A lot of – no, right. Not too many well bad units. Just everything is at least competent or really good on Wake Forest, which not surprising, right? Yeah, I agree with that. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think there's too much to note there. I think um, the guys we noted in the secondary, those are probably their better players on defense. Them and then on the defensive line, I do like what they have. Um, uh, I think they've been better than expectation on the year. They're not a really big unit. I mean, it's Wake no. Forest. Right, they're not ever going to be probably, but um, but Kobe <laughs> Turner, Kobe Turner has has graded out as uh, an elite defender through four games by P- PFF uh, with a ninety one point seven grade. That's really wow. good. Like especially in in run defense, he's really really been good. Um, and as a pass rusher too, but uh, and then Rondo Bro- Bothroyd, Rondo Brothroyd. I like it. I'm going with Bothroyd. Yeah, the Bothroyd. What about him? Yeah, yeah, Bothroyd. Yeah. You, got, you got it right on the pronunciation guide. It's right in front of me. Nice. Work, oh, buddy. nice. Let's go. Let's go. Um, yeah, it has has the uh, team lead for they're tied for the team leader as two and a half sacks with, with the Mustafa. safety. Right. Um, and and this guy's a defensive end. He has an 89 pass rush grade on PFF. He's he's pretty good. I think. Um, I think Wake is generally high on their pass rush and generally high on their defensive line. Um, I talked to a Wake guy who said he sees um, – who knows what he's talking about, and he said he sees Wake's defensive line versus FSU's offensive line as more of an advantage for Wake, um, especially with how banged up FSU's offensive line is, of course. But still, that's worth noting. That's, that's not something you might expect. No, no, especially – yeah, that is interesting to see. But with, if we, we don't know the status of Robert Scott. It has been – I mean, Washington and then Justin Turnitin, uh, it's something to where it, the reps have been – it's been uneven. Florida State's offensive line, as we've noted in the triple option film review show, um, not 
the success rate is definitely leaves something to be desired. However, they do rip off chunk runs, which it, it, it's going to be an interesting battle. It really is. So I'm interested now. Now that we've talked about the entire matchup, I want to hear your thoughts, Dane. Give me the predictions. Give me what you think is going to happen. Keys to the game. Key matchups. Dane, pontificate for the people. What's <laughs> going to happen on Saturday afternoon? Or well, something I think is really worth noting um, that I've I've seen, and I think is probably going to lead to a shootout. Uh, I'll say is is how both teams are from like an explosive standpoint. Like mm-hmm. uh, so, FSU is tied. They play that two too high shell right and they they do a really good job of not letting things get over top of them which is a big deal versus a team like wake who attacks you vertically really well so fsu is tied for 19th in the country and preventing passes for over 20 yards and and they're one of the five teams in the country who have allowed one or fewer passes of 30 yards that's really good and uh and wake is tied for 14th in the country and passes over 20 yards so obviously i mean we already know they're a great explosive passing team but that right there is a good implicator right but um so that needs to be something that i guess it's gotta continue needs, right strength right. for strength <laughs> there you go and then fsu on the other hand is ninth in passes ninth in the country and passes for over 24 for over 20 yards while wake forest is 112th and uh and, and passes over 20 yards allowed um wow. so they are, are much much worse at giving up those balls than we are Gosh, then FSU is. See, at least I catch myself. I think that's worth some credit, honestly. I catch oh, you get all the credits, my man. You come out with stats like that. That's You get all <laughs> the credit in the entire world. So that's interesting. So Florida State's defense versus Wake's offense, even though Wake's offense is super-powered, and Florida State's defense has been, you know, up and down, improving, but up and down. The thing that they're good at is stopping the stuff that Wake does. Now, I don't think they've played right. a team through. Well, LSU had the wide receivers; they just didn't have the quarterback. Interesting. Okay, I don't want to. I don't want to go too heavy, but <laughs> yeah, I, I'd say that at, at, at ex- developing explosive pass plays, this is the best offense they've faced. So that stat is really going to be tested. Conversely, yeah. Florida State, like Wake's offense, we can create explosive plays through the air. However. Wake's defense sucks the big one at defending it, which makes me happy because I'm not objective. I'm totally subjective. I'm a <laughs> fanboy. So that makes me happy. It doesn't make you happy, Dan, because you're a professional journalist. Okay. So based on all of that information, give me your score, Draper. So, um, like I said, I think it's going to be a shootout. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go 38 to 34 Florida State. I like it. I just came up with my score prediction walking to the recording studio, which is, uh, oh man, what did I, what did I think again? 38, 37. State goes five and oh. Let's go. A nail biter, a shootout. Um, and it's going to be a great game. Hopefully, man, we're riding the high right now here on Noel by Anime. Dane and I are both 4-0, just unabashedly picking Florida State, and I'm going to ride that train, hopefully. I mean, I will say, 
outside of the LSU game, when we had the least amount of information as possible, this is the toughest one for me to pick, Dan. How do you feel? Yeah, I feel that way too, man. I was thinking about predicting a loss here. The betting lines are saying FSU is like a full touchdown favorite. I really don't buy into that, honestly. Mm, um, I think FSU, they got to they got to I mean there's certain things to focus on I think you you can definitely point out like keys to the game keys to the win for FSU I think that's easy to do in this game like you stop the run on early downs and get wake and, and passing downs where that slow mesh stuff doesn't work as well or where it's obviously mm-hmm. a pass you can really you can you can tighten you can funnel their offense squeeze their offense something like that there's a sure. word somewhere in there that's right and and then you oh, win enough good. of those one-on-ones on the outside and and you're golden to get to get some stops against them for sure. And honestly, I think if FSU's offense was a health was healthier, they might be a better offense entirely than, than wakes, honestly. Um, Crazy to say with the production of yeah. wake, but I think I'm with you. Yeah. They're just, they're far more balanced of course, but um, they've, I mean, FSU's wide receivers have played so well this year. Jordan Travis, who knows how good he even is. I mean, obviously I've been hyping him up here, but um I guess people are starting to notice, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And then you you love your running back, your stable of running backs. We haven't even seen Jordan Travis really run a whole lot. Maybe that's something we see in this game. Maybe he doesn't even have to. We'll see. But it should be a shootout, I think. I think I'm with you, and I think the more balanced attack of Florida State's offense going against uh, a defense in wake that's worse at limiting – the explosive passes in Florida State's. I think it's a shootout that ah, Florida State narrowly edges through. I don't see it as a touchdown favorite like Vegas, but hey, what do we know? Except we're also undefeated on the season, our prediction. But listen, guys, for Dane Draper, I am Trey Rowland. Keep chopping because now you you know your enemy. So you know what to expect on Saturday. We'll be here every week. Thank you for listening. Tell your friends. Tell everybody about us. And uh, go Knowles, baby. Dan can't say that because he's objective, but I can't. Go Knowles. <laughs> <laughs>